brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, achy joints, weight gain. Maybe you're thinking they're all just part of getting older. Or that's what your doctor tells you. But Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all be connected. Hormonal changes that happen during perimenopause and menopause are at the root of dozens of symptoms women experience, not just hot flashes. Midi specializes in compassionate care for women in menopause. Their solutions are safe, effective, and FDA-approved. Plus, they're covered by insurance. A convenient telehealth visit with a MIDI clinician can be your first step to getting personalized care. They'll tailor a treatment plan for your symptoms and health history so you can get back to feeling great. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. When your body changes, your care should too. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com. It's true that some things change as we get older. But if you're a woman over 40 and you're dealing with insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, and weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. And with MIDI Health, you can get help and stop pushing through it alone. The experts at MIDI understand that all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes that happen around menopause. And MIDI can help you feel more like yourself again. Many healthcare providers aren't trained to treat or even recognize menopause symptoms. MIDI clinicians are menopause experts. They're dedicated to providing safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions for dozens of hormonal symptoms, not just hot flashes. Most importantly, they're covered by insurance. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. You deserve to feel great. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com. Guy Altabello dealt with Hanhart's second command, a guy named Joseph Basinski. Altabello would provide the names, addresses, car descriptions, and license numbers and schedules of the various salesmen that called on his son. How to rob a jewelry salesman. I happened to see on Facebook this morning, uh, Mike Byrne up in Chicago puts out Chicago Tribune articles, and he put one out about William Hanhart and some of his uh, jewelry theft gang. He had a big gang of Chicago outfit, kind of a lot of associates and professional criminals up there that went around robbing jewelry salesmen and jewelry stores. So how to rob a jewelry salesman? In every major American city, jewelry salesmen ply their trade by the hundreds of thousands throughout the country carrying jewelry samples around in jewelry salesman cases and call on independent jewelers. And, you know, they just travel around like any independent a traveling salesman does. They travel in cars. They stay in hotels. They eat on the road. They stop for gas. They use the bathroom. They do all the other normal road trip activities, which makes them kind of vulnerable to these guys, makes them a soft target. Uh, the professional juice, the professional jewel thief needs intelligence on these guys, though. So when the FBI broke up this jewelry theft ring of Chicago Police Superintendent William Hanhart, a lot of these trade secrets were revealed. Now we kind of knew what they were, but we got some solid information uh, when they when they took this whole crew down. Uh, there's in this article in Tribune, they had a, I learned they had a guy named Guy Altobello of Elmhurst, and he worked in his son's jewelry store, which was called Altobello's, and it was in Wheaton, which is a a far west kind of Chicago small town suburb, and. and Guy Altabello dealt with Hanhart's second command, a guy named Joseph Basinski. 
Altabella will provide the names, addresses, car descriptions, and license numbers and schedules of the various salesmen that called on his son or his son's store. He could even give them an approximate time of how long they would be in the Chicago area and when they came and when they might come back. An example of this was uh, real specific was one day in 1996, Altabello passed along the description of a salesman's rental car that called on his store that day. Uh, Hanhart then used a police subordinate, you know, he called a sergeant, a sergeant, you know, it's commander Hanhart, you know, would you uh, find out about this car? It's a rental company car. And so they found out everything they could from the rental company and they got more of a fix on the guy. And and then they start trying to find the guy to see where he goes next or where he's staying, what hotel he's in. And 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 they know that he's going to have maybe $100,000 worth of jewelry or less or more. But they're going to have he's going to have a lot. Now, when they took this down, they arrested this uh, Joseph Basinski and and he was carrying around. He had a case of some kind and he they found descriptions of salesmen, car descriptions, home addresses, hotel names that these various salesmen would stay in, telephone numbers and other detailed information about travel sc- schedules. And he had it for on more than a hundred different salesmen. It's amazing. You know, and, and here in Kansas City, we had a crew, Johnny Joe Kalia, uh, George Bruton, Jimmy Tolles, a Crazy Eyes Abbott, John Caricio. They formed up this crew. Now they all didn't go on every score, but the, you know, if they got a score going and they got some information, then they would you know, get together and, and, and they had people in the jewelry business. Uh, I can tell you that right now. I know one time, uh, our guys caught Johnny Caricio and Johnny Joe Clea shadowing a jewelry salesman in an exclusive shopping area called the plaza. These guys were just down there goofing around. I, they didn't really have a plan on what they were doing. They're just driving through, probably looking at the girls. It was a sunny day. I can't remember. And they see. Kalia and Caricio and looked like maybe another guy. They couldn't tell exactly who it was. And they seemed to be like focused on a guy parking and going in his, into a store, a jewelry store. And so then our guys, you know, they drove around the corner quickly and came back and set up on them trying to watch that store and that guy jewelry sale or that guy's car that went in. They found out later it was a jewelry salesman. And calling for some help to get down there because, you know, you don't know how this is going to go down. They're going to take him down there. Maybe they follow him somewhere else. Maybe try to follow him to his hotel room and break in his trunk there because they, they didn't do armed robberies. You know, the, 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 to break in something to break into a car and steal a hundred thousand dollar score, the, the, uh, consequences are much less than if you put a gun in their face. But these guys, their antenna were up, and it wasn't any time Johnny Joe Kalia burned them. And and you always know when you've been burned. Very few people don't let you know when they burned you. I've noticed they'll give you a look, they'll come back by you, they'll do something. It or sometimes it's even some of them. It's just like a shift in their body as you see them. They like come to attention, come to a little more alert, and and they can't help but look your way. So they came to, you know, they alerted on our guys and, and they were gone. They were totally gone. Now, the only time we ever really caught one here in the city and, and we didn't do it, the intelligence unit didn't do it, but it, it happened is, uh, an alert district officer noticed a guy in a really nice car. I don't remember what Caricio had. It was John Caricio, really nice car walking out into a vacant lot where a lot of other crap was thrown out there and throwing something down. So he pulls over and snatches him up and makes him walk back out. And and the the district officer finds 
a really expensive looking briefcase and he finds a really nice looking salesman case. And so he, he looks in them and, and he sees that, you know, there's some kind of something in there that indicated they belong to a jewelry salesman. He got, they got good information on Carisio. They couldn't really have any probable cause to take him in, but they got really good information on him. Amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Let him go, took the case and the uh, briefcase in and booked it in as evidence, possible evidence, put it in the property room, got hold of the detectives. And then about that time, you know, later that afternoon or the next day, the report comes in that some salesman's cars had the lock picked on the trunk. Trunk was opened and closed and there was no, you know, signs of forcible entry. And he lost, you know, seven or eighty thousand dollars worth of jewelry. And one of their guys, Jimmy Tolls. He was like an expert at, at being a lock pick. They always usually brought him along. They thought they were going to have to pick a lock and especially in a car. Told you just to go around to golf courses and, and pick the lock. You know, guys would leave really expensive sets of clubs locked up in their trunk while they'd play cards or they'd gamble at the suburban country clubs. And, and he'd pick the locks and, and get these really nice sets of clubs out. So, so they got, they made it, they were able to make a case on Carisio, but he was not talking about anybody else. So. That's how a jewelry theft ring works. And, uh, in, in our case in Kansas City, they were all mob associates. So they would have had to kick to the Sabella family or to Comisano or somebody hand heart and them. I don't know if I, I would imagine hand heart. He got the money. He got the lion's share because he set up everything and he was pretty tightly connected to the mob, the outfit. I don't know if he would have had to kick to him or not. Then he probably did. And, you know, they don't really like somebody having a piece of action that's really going well and making money for people unless they get a little taste of it. So I don't know. Anyhow, that's a, a quick down and dirty story about the how you catch a jewelry theft ring. Thanks, guys. Amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country 
and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers.